Good morning, City-based family and friends, and to all our listeners. It's great to have you join us today. My name is Dion von Breda, and I'm the lead elder of City-based Church. To all our fathers, I'd like to wish you a happy Father's Day. I pray that it will be a special day for you, and that you will be blessed. The world needs godly fathers who will set a, God, a good godly example for their children to follow. And I want to encourage you to be that godly man. Lead your family well. Love them. Care for them. Be there for them. And show them Jesus through the way that you live your life. Set a good example for them to be able to follow. Amen. Can we do that, fathers? I know that the times we are staying in right now are strange and even worrying times. Many of you are going through tough times right now. You may be asking God, why is this happening to me? What have I done to deserve this? And I would like to read something to you that someone sent me, which I found very encouraging, but encouraging in a strange way. And you'll understand as I read it. If God is going to make you like Jesus, he's going to take you through everything he took Jesus through. And Jesus was not spared from difficulty. Were there times when Jesus was lonely? Yes. Were there times when he was misunderstood? Yes. Were there times when Jesus was disappointed by people? Yes. Were there times when he was tempted to be discouraged and give up? Yes. Were there times when he was just tempted? Yes. And if God let his son go through all that, don't you think he will let you go through it too? And the answer to that is yes. Why? Because he is more interested in your character than in your comfort. And this is so true. God is wanting us to become more like Jesus. So he lets us go through these difficult times to mold us and make us more like him. Lord, thank you that you are making us more like Jesus. Romans 8 verse 28 to 30 says this, And we know that in all things... God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. So the reason we go through many of these difficult times is because God is wanting us to become more like Jesus. And when you think of it that way, and you think, wow, I'm, these things are molding me and making me more like Jesus, that is encouraging. Amen. So in some ways, this lockdown has been good for us as children of God. It has caused us to take stock of our lives what we are involved in, why we are doing what we are doing, who we are doing it for. But it has also caused us to realize how important our own personal relationship with the Lord Jesus is. Many times as Christians, we become lazy and we rely on others to feed us and to keep us on the straight and the narrow. This is spiritually speaking. We go to church on a Sunday to get our fix for the week. We may even go to a life group or a home group for a midweek fix. And that's the extent of our relationship with the Lord. 
if this lockdown were to um, to be extended or if it were to go back into stage five and carry on indefinitely, how many would keep on following the Lord? How many would keep standing strong? And how many would fall away or fall and not get back up again? Become despondent and feel rejected or turn from the Lord? If you have been reliant on man for your sustenance, what I mean by this is that you come to church to hear the pastor preach his sermon to keep you going until the following week, um, which is very unrealistic. It's like eating a meal once a week and expecting that meal to help you grow and to stay healthy. And when it doesn't, then you blame the meal for it. This is just not going to happen. It's unrealistic to think you can live like this and still grow and be healthy in your spiritual life. If you yourself have not been pressing into the Lord, then you are going to battle to keep standing. Your relationship with the Lord will most likely be a need-based relationship where you only go before Him when you are in some kind of trouble, when you're sick, your family is having problems, or you need something. But if you've been pressing in, drawing close, then you will be able to continue to stand and you'll continue to stand strong in the Lord. Yes, you may get knocked down, you may become discouraged, even get angry, but you will get back up again and you will keep on pressing in because your relationship with the Lord is not based on how well the pastor preached or from what you can get from the Lord, but it is based on a personal relationship with the Lord, your own personal experience with the Lord. It's not based on someone else's relationship. And in Romans 14, verse 12, we read this. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. We can't blame others for the state of our spiritual love. You have to take ownership of it. In Ecclesiastes 11, verse 9, this is speaking to the young people. It says, young people, it's wonderful to be young. And it is, it's wonderful to be young. Enjoy every minute of it. Do everything you want to do. Take it all in. But remember... You must give an account to God of everything you do. And that's quite scary that we'll have to give an account to God of everything that we do. You and I will have to give an account to God of how we've lived our lives. Not how the pastor said we must live our lives, but how we have actually lived our lives. But having said all of this, one of the things that has become so real to me over this lockdown period is that as a leader, what have I left you, the people of God, with? What have I deposited in your life to help you in your walk with the Lord? Is it something that will um, help you in your walk with the Lord? Can you take it? Can you apply it in your life? Will it help you grow in your relationship as a child of God? Even though we can't meet together on a regular basis like we did before, will it sustain you? Will it help you grow and stand strong. Have I taught you enough to be able to stand on God's word to resist the devil and have him flee from you? Is there enough of God's word in you so that your faith in him will remain strong even when sickness, temptation or death comes your way? Or you lose your job and have no income? Will you continue to put your faith and your trust in the Lord? And the question that I've been asking myself is, have I built well? 
And in some ways, I'd have to say yes. And in other ways, I feel I failed or that I could have done much better. And I, I was thinking about the story of Daniel. And in Daniel 1, we read the story of how Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, was defeated by Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. And how he carried off some of the articles from the temple and placed them in the temple of his God in Babylon. He also took many of the people of Judah back to Babylon as slaves. And in Daniel 1 verse 3, um, we pick up the story. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of the court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude, for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from um, the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that were to enter the king's service. Among those who were chosen, were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief officials gave them new names. To Daniel, the name Belteshazzar. To Hananiah, Shadrach. To Mish, Mishael, Meshach. And to Azariah, Abednego. So we see among those slaves um, that were brought into the service of the king for training, were four young men, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These young men were taught and trained up in the ways of the Babylonians. They would have been taught to believe that the gods of the Babylonians were the only true gods. They would have been taught to think like the Babylonians, eat their food, dress like them, take on their culture and their customs. But for me, what is so amazing about this story is that we see how these young men stand strong through all the trials, the tribulations, the temptations that they had to go through in Babylon. The Bible does not tell us who taught these young men to trust and believe in God. I presume it was their parents or the elders and the priests of the village that they stayed in. And I'm sure that they'd heard the stories of how God provided for them, how God took care of them. And so these young men put their faith and their trust in God. And in Proverbs 22, verse 6, it's a well-known scripture. Um, it says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. What these young men were taught back home in Judah, they never forgot or turned their backs on. In fact, they grew stronger in their faith in God. Even in an ungodly country that practiced ungodly and unholy practices, whoever taught them as children taught them well. These young men could have turned their backs on God and followed the way of the Babylonians. They were placed in positions of leadership, of rulership. They would have had money and power and women at their disposal. They could have been tempted to follow after the ways of the Babylonians, but they chose to follow God instead. We see them setting an example for others to follow. These young men stood out from the rest because of what they believed and the values that they held to. They never compromised in their belief, 
even when faced with death. They knew that their God would be there for them, even if it meant that they had to die for what they believed in. And in Daniel chapter 3, uh, we see Nebuchadnezzar, he had a golden image made of himself. And he commanded the people to bow down to it and worship it. But we see Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego refused to go against God's law and worship this man-made image. And the king was furious and wanted to put them to death. And he asked them who would deliver them from his hands. And I love the response from these young men. And we pick that up in Daniel 3, verse 16 to 18. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied to, the king, to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. These young men were were not willing to compromise on their belief in God. And if we go across to the New Testament, we see Jesus take 12 men from different backgrounds and pour his life into them, teaching them and training them. Yes, they hit a few potholes along the way, but we see these men taking what they had learned from Jesus and do mighty exploits in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. These men were prepared to leave their families for long periods of time. They were put on trial. They were rebuked. They were beaten many times, put in prison many times. And many of them ended up giving their lives for what they believed in. In the short time that they were with Jesus, it so changed their lives that they went out and changed the then known world. Jesus gave them everything that they needed to be able to continue to do the work he had given them. He taught them everything that they needed to know so that the good news of the gospel of Jesus would continue to go out and change hearts and lives across the world. The prayer of my heart is that with God's help, I and the team that God has given me will equip you, the people that God has placed in our care, so well that no matter what comes your way, you will be able to stand and remain standing strong. If you had to ask me for now what our vision for City Base is, I would say to you that it is to train people in the way that they should go so that they will not depart from it. We want strong, mature Christians, and this has nothing to do with age, but knowing and loving and living Jesus, being obedient to his commands. In Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 16. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking 
the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body is joined and held together by every supporting ligament. Uh, it grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And so during this time I've realized that I need to do a better job. And my job is to train you so well that you will serve the Lord well and that you will be in unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, that you will become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So at City Base, we want to train you up so that you will be well equipped to live your life to the full, operating in the gift and the talent that God has given you, not lacking in anything, but in everything, being able to live your life to the full in Jesus Christ, as you carry out the work of our King Jesus. And so to do this means that we will have to make changes to the way that we've been doing things. And where we have been lacking in, in those who can help um, bringing in people who can come and, and help us, opening up new doors of opportunity for training, so that you, the people, can learn to live your life in the way God intended you to and use the gift that God has given you. We want to put enough of God into you that you won't be swayed or turn away from the truth. And at the end of your life, that you'll be able to say like Paul said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. My heart's desire is that you will be so well equipped that no matter what comes your way, you will be able to finish this race strong, having kept your faith in Jesus. And I have a part to play in this. My part is to equip you and to train you. And that's what I want to do. And I want to do it well. But you also have a part to play in making sure that your own personal relationship with Jesus is one that is solid and strong. And so as we go down this journey of training you up in the way that you should go, I pray that your relationship with the Lord will also grow stronger, that you won't only wait until Sunday to come and hear the word of God, but that you will take the word of God yourself, that you will devour it, that you will spend time in the presence of God, and that you will learn to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind and your strength. And as we do this, we are going to be so more, much more efficient in the work of the Lord that he's asked us to carry out. So let's do this. Let's be those people that God has called us to be. Amen. Can I pray for you? Father, I want to thank you for these wonderful people that you have put in our care. Lord, I want to pray that with your help that you will help us to equip your people for the work of the ministry. That they won't be lacking in any area in their lives. Father, I pray that you help us to put things in place so that we can train up these people and train them well, Father. Lord, I, I want to pray for, for your people as well, 
in the area of their personal relationship with you. I pray that their personal relationship with you will be solid, that it will be built on the rock, on a solid rock that cannot be moved. That no matter what comes their way, no matter what trials, tribulation, temptations, that they will continue to stand strong in you and in their faith. So, Father, I pray for your blessing upon your people. I pray that you be with them today and that, Father, they will have a wonderful day. We pray for our fathers. Lord, bless them today. Our families need more father figures. Fathers who will point the family to Jesus. We pray that our fathers will do that. We ask this in your wonderful and precious name, Jesus. Amen. Have a blessed and great day. Amen.